Hello, and welcome to the Totally Clinical podcast, brought to you by Techro. Totally Clinical is a deep dive into the freshest trends, big time challenges, and most excellent triumphs of clinical trials. I'm Hannah, your host. Join me as I chat with industry experts, trailblazers, thought leaders, and most importantly, the people benefiting from clinical research. So tune in, settle back, and don't touch that dial. It's time to get Totally Clinical. This week, I spoke with Elizabeth Barr, CEO of Ovarian Cancer Canada, Chair of the World Ovarian Cancer Coalition and Chair of the Health Charities Coalition of Canada. And that's not the end of the story. Elizabeth also founded an organization to destigmatize facial differences in the 80s. I started by asking her about that. I had a, an unusual journey to this role. In 1984, I was an at-home mom with four children under the age of seven. And I had the opportunity to start a support group for people with facial differences, which is my own cause. I was born with a birthmark. With help from folks at the hospital in Toronto, I began meeting people, parents of new children, talked to other people, and very quickly learned something I didn't know until then, that there was a common shared experience, and that when you had someone else to talk to about that, who shared the very same issue and concern, everybody felt better. So in 1985, I founded a group called About Face, and that became an international organization. It's now a Canadian organization again. I was there for 10 years, and basically we worked to destigmatize facial difference, why people look different, whether they were born that way or whether it was an acquired difference from cancer or an accident. By the end of that, I had been incredibly touched and motivated by the power um, that a person could have when they talk to others, when they work together to change things, to make a difference for people. And that really started me on my journey to uh, where I am today. What progress have you seen over time for women in your profession? Okay, so over the course of my career in nonprofit, which is coming up now on 35 years, I came into the role I'm in now in 1997. I've been here 23 and a half years at Ovarian Cancer Canada. And over that period of time, I would say that it seems to me that there are more women coming into leadership in the sector. Unfortunately, in Canada, we don't have a lot of data about this. And so um, I can't say that that's based on surveys or recent data. I know that um, in 2008 and in 2017, there was work looking into what is happening in the sector. What are the, the roles that women play in the sector? And what I'm seeing is more more women in leadership and women that are making bold moves. We need to see that. So I think one of the things we need to call on is to get more data. We need to, we know that while women make up 75 to 80% of the workforce, they are apparently, although, as I said, I see more leaders coming along uh, in, in CEO and executive roles. They are underrepresented in senior leadership positions in larger charities, and uh, they do tend to have leadership in small charities. Yeah, so I think that ties really nicely into the next question. You've touched on a few points there. 
you know, you were talking about forward looking or for future progress, etc. If we think, you know, 10 years down the line, you know, any specific goals you have? I think that it's not just um, restricted to the not for profit sector, the progress that we all need to see, I think, for women is a greater understanding and safe ways to address discrimination. And discrimination can be across many variables, gender, ageism, likability, if you will, as well as race. I'd love to see really confirmation that there's equal pay for work of equal value across all sectors. And I think more professional development opportunities that will lead to greater gender parity and diversity in leadership. I would love to bust the stereotype, if you will, that because charities deal with difficult issues, health, illness, disability, underserved populations, that people question sometimes, I think, whether women working in the sector can actually make tough decisions because they're so focused on being nice around hard issues. And I think that whole likability piece is uh, it's a stereotype that needs to go away because women do make bold and difficult decisions. Women need to be in these roles because women power change. I think this brings us really nicely into what is the message you'd like to send to yourself if you were starting out in your career? Well, if I had to go back in my career, I think one of the things that I would change would be to continuously get more on the job training. After I started About Face, I did go and get a diploma in nonprofit management. And subsequently, I got a, a master's degree in health administration. So I did believe, I always have believed in continuous learning. Um, and I've always had mentors to help me. But I think sometimes working in the not-for-profit sector, continuing education and the time commitment that requires can, can keep it out of reach. I was so fortunate in 2012 to win a scholarship to the Harvard Business School for a week-long course in strategic planning for nonprofit CEOs. And it was life-changing. I had the opportunity to study for a week with 300 CEOs from around the globe. I learned so much and I brought home a new set of skills and a new grasp of change and strategy development that really had a direct impact on our organization. So if I had to go back, I would love to have done something like that sooner. I think it would have made me a stronger leader. Do you have any other tips or advice for women in the workplace? I think women need to learn to speak up for themselves. Uh, Sometimes we hold back, we can promote others working around us, but not ourselves. And that's certainly been something that, that I've had to learn. And I think finally, in the not-for-profit sector, it's so important to work very hard to build a good relationship with your board. If you are a board member, know what it takes to be a great board member, because boards can really make an impact and make a great great difference. A, A good board is a great gift to a CEO leader. And are there any other positive changes you've seen over the years in your field? One of the most incredible changes I've seen in the last 20 years in my work in the ovarian cancer community is the power that women can have when you let them see what how strong their voice is. And in Canada, and I see it happening, you know, around the globe, we've been able to pull together a community that now knows the power of its voice. And there's no doubt that the women in the breast cancer movement 
put great uh, lay the ground for us. We watched the changes that they've been able to make globally for women living with breast cancer, increasing research funding to change outcomes. And we've been able to do the same thing. We see it happening. And in Canada, we saw the community change from, uh, if you will, an underdog where ovarian cancer was ignored and not known to a really strong and urgent health cause for women. We've been able to work with women across the country as they've come together in a community, united now with one strong voice for change. And so I see this in the World Ovarian Cancer Coalition global work also, how women in leadership are bringing along other women who are dealing with this terrible disease to help them use their voice and use their experience to change outcomes for others. And that's your dose of Totally Clinical. For all the listeners out there, you can follow Tecra on Twitter. The handle is at Tecra Official, LinkedIn and Facebook, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. And of course, download the Totally Clinical podcast on Apple, Spotify and Google. See you on your next visit and remember to bring your friends. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. Goodbye.